Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All praises to the Most High Almighty. I'm Brother Priest. Today is April 16th, 2018. And I want to come to you today with a topic, Whence Come Satan? Whence Come Satan is about what happened I want to speak about what happened where all of these religions have come forth and there are Jews who follow Judaism, there are Christians, there are Hebrews, there are Muslims and the Islamic religion. What happened and how did Satan creep up into this world and confuse the whole world, deceive the whole world. I want to say to you that one of the greatest deceptions of all lies in this origin of religions that we have to get to know, know the history of it, so that we can see clearly what took place. At some point or other, Christianity was born and the world and the Christian church today tell us that Christianity came from Jesus and uh, Christianity started after Jesus left the scene of Jerusalem in the land of Judah. And then the people that were following him became known as Christians, and the people that were participating in that religion were then known as Christians from that point forward. But what were they known as before they were called Christians? If there were prophets and messengers Were they Christians that came before Jesus? Were they Christians? Was Adam, Noah, Abraham, David, Solomon, were they Christians? They couldn't have been Christians if Christianity, according to what the modern-day Christian church is telling us, didn't start until after Jesus left the scene after the time of the crucifixion. So if they weren't Christians and they weren't identified as Christians, then what were they? The simple answer is they were Hebrews. Now listen, they were not. They were not following the religion of Judaism that you know of of as today. Where the Jewish people follow the religion of Judaism. So they have convinced people on this earth that Jesus was a Jew, which he was, but when you in modern times think of him as being a Jew, you think of Jewish people. This is a part of a great satanic deception And as it is written of in the scriptures, Satan has fooled, tricked, and deceived the whole world. I'm going to explain this to you today in a uh, microcosmic form because to go into the entire depth of this would take 
much longer than I have, so we might have to do a series on this. But once you start to see through this great deception, and it's not difficult to see once you have the tools, the keys, and the history, once you start to see through it, then this book that you believe in that's called the Bible gets that much more real to you. Then you start to see exactly what is going on in this world today. Genesis chapter 14, verse 13. And there came one that had escaped and told Abram, told that Abram was is Abraham. Before he was known as Abraham, he was uh, Abram. Reads on as follows. And told Abram, the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Namra, the Amorite. Told Abram, the Hebrew, hold that. So, all the prophets were Hebrews. Now, you arrive at the time of Jesus and the crucifixion. You arrive at the time of the one that the world refers to as Jesus and the crucifixion. Then those that were following him were called Christians after he leaves the scene. After he's gone, the modern-day Christian church says that those that were following him became called Christians at that point. So you would think, well, hey, if the disciples that were walking with him, they were Christians, then they're the ones that went out and start spreading the message, and then everybody that was following the said religion or the faith of the one that we refer to as Jesus, if everybody was following him and following what he was doing, then that's what made them into Christians. Well, I want to suggest to you that that simple story about how Christianity came about that thinking in and of itself is a great satanic deception. And I'm going to show it to you, and hopefully you will be able to wake up and see the truth, and I'm going to give you historical evidence and proof of it from Scripture that you will be able to see clearly and you'll understand where all these religions came from, but particularly how this Judaism and this Christianity came about and how they really departed from the original faith. Now, what I want to say to you is that this was a plan from Satan from the beginning. This was a plan from Satan from the beginning. So I want to read for you out of the scriptures whence come Satan. Job chapter 1, verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present, came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. Hold that. These sons of God, this is sons, plural, meaning more than one son of God. Who are these sons of God? These sons of God are the original Hebrews, the children of Israel as written of in the scriptures. So Satan comes amongst them. Now, you know the story of Job, but I really want to read these two verses for you so you can hear what Satan was planning from the very beginning. Let me read it again. Job, verse one, chapter 1, verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God, the Hebrews, came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence cometh thou? 
And Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. So Satan is, is saying he went into the earth and started walking up and down in the earth and on the earth, so to speak. Now, you have to understand that this is an analogy that Satan is using in a description of how he maneuvers and has been maneuvering this way since the beginning. Now, Satan had a birthday. Satan had a birthday. Listen to me carefully. So the maneuvers of Satan are described as going in the earth and walking up and down it, up and down in it. Now, but you have to understand in these maneuvers how Satan is describing himself, listen good, are the exact types of movements and maneuvers that are like a serpent. Listen to me good. A serpent, a snake goes into the earth, literally, into the grass, into the uh, dirt, into holes in the earth, and goes in the earth, comes out of the earth, and walks up and down the earth, up and down the trees, up and down mountains and hills, and up and down in the earth and under the earth as we would say, underneath or inside of the earth. These are movements of a serpent. So as I'm stating that Satan had a birthday, now listen. John chapter 8, verse 44. Now this is Jesus talking to those who are amongst him who are called Jews of that day. We'll come back to that point that they're, that they're called Jews later, but I want you to hear what he says. He's talking about, he says, ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. 
So there was a birth date, a birth date for Satan entering into the earth via the father, the devil, that brought him forth, and the murder that he's referring to, that Jesus is referring to, is the murder of Cain killing his brother Abel. That happened in the beginning. Now listen, there was a serpent. Follow this order of events. There was a serpent that came into the garden. And the serpent was talking to Eve. The serpent convinces Eve that it's okay to eat of this tree. You know the story. Eve goes back to Adam, seduces him into eating of this tree. They eat of the tree, and then all hell breaks loose. After eating of the tree, conveniently it's written that Eve was pregnant. Hmm. She was pregnant after speaking with the serpent first, knowing her husband. And so these ideas that were in her mind were seducing her mind and bringing forth that spirit of Satan And the offspring that came out, the child that came out, had the mind of Satan, had the spirit of Satan. Because the two of them disobeyed the Most High God Almighty, and this serpent was whispering in Eve's ear, the serpent was seducing Eve with his words and encouraging her and deceiving her and lying to her and therefore indirectly that lie got back to Adam and he was also deceived and they gave birth to a son that was deceived of Satan. This plan to deceive you about Hebrews and Christians and Jews, what I'm saying to you began that far back, all the way back to that time in the beginning. So now to understand what time we are in, in these modern times, you need to understand what time we are in and that this ancient serpent seed of Satan that crept up into the spirit of a man, that same spirit of Cain, that same state of mind of Cain traveled with his seed and he planted his seed all over the earth and in these modern day times his seed his antichrist seed built a church not the church of Satan but built a church that was going to deceive the entire planet particularly with Hebrews, Christians, and Jews. And I'm going to show this to you. Revelations chapter 20, verse 1. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the keys of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon. Hold that. He laid hold on the dragon. Now, who is this dragon that he laid hold on? It reads on as follows. 
that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan. Hold that. So, this angel took this old dragon, that ain't that old serpent, the devil, Satan's seed, and bound him a thousand years. Now listen to me. For those of you who may not know this, let's go back to the time that the one the world refers to as Jesus was walking the earth. In his own homeland, Romans had taken over control of Israel, Judah, the land of Judah, Israel, Jerusalem. They were the reigning government, and the people that were on that land were enslaved to the Romans, much in the same way those same people are here today in the Americas, particularly North America, and are under the revived Roman Empire and are enslaved under the, the revived Roman Empire. And there was a particular group of people that the revived Roman Empire went looking for during the transatlantic slave trade because they wanted to put them in slavery in these end times just as they had, just as Satan had planned from the beginning when Cain slew his brother. So, this revived Roman Empire obviously is the same Roman Empire that were the ones to bring about the crucifixion of the one the world knows of as Jesus. And after Jesus leaves the scene, they started calling the followers of Jesus, they started calling them Christians. Now listen, they were not Christians They were not known as Christians before that time. They were known as Hebrews. After the one that has become known as Jesus is gone, now those disciples, those apostles, those followers were being called Christians. Do you know why they were being called Christians? See, here's where this satanic deception has fooled the world. It's it's because the Christianity that they were practicing was differentiated by the Roman Empire of old as Hebrew Christians, the Christianity that was already present before Jesus was even born was the Roman religion that they were practicing, which is Greco-Roman Egyptian mythology. That was the Christianity that they were practicing. And so when they enslaved the the followers of Jesus, who were originally known as Hebrews, they were converting all of them to their mythological religion. And when they brought forth that once again in modern times, they revived that same false religion, Greco-Roman Egyptian mythology, Revelations chapter 20, verse 3, excuse me, Revelations chapter 20, 
verse 1 again. I'm going to read this and read it a little more further so you'll understand a little better. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan. That dragon, that old serpent, was the seed of Cain. The spirit and the mind of Cain that became his descendants and they became the Roman Empire who were following their father and his religion of mythology. And they started calling their religion of mythology, Greco-Roman Egyptian mythology. They started calling it Christianity before Jesus was even born. Well, that Roman Empire, as the scriptures say, that old serpent reads on, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. Well, that thousand years was after the one that we know of as Jesus leaves the scene, and then the Roman Empire falls, and it fell for a thousand years. But what was going to happen? Now the Roman Empire is gone back during that time. Now what was going to happen? Verse 3, and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him, meaning he marked him, that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. Now listen, the, the Roman Empire was put into chains and sealed and marked as transgressors and sinners, marked with scarlet. The revived Roman Empire of today is them being loosed from the bottomless pit them being loose from those chains after the thousand years, which would have been on the calendar years somewhere between 100 and 900 A.D. on the calendar years, or 100 to 1000 A.D. Now, there's different ways you can look at it, but the time frame that the revived, that the original Roman Empire was in chains and, and they had fallen was approximately a thousand years. And all historians can verify that. Now, after that time, they had to be loosed to deceive the nations for a little season. Now, that little season is approximately four to 500 years, half of a thousand years. And what happened was, The Roman Empire started to revive itself just before the uh, transatlantic slave trade, the fifteen, the fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen hundreds. The, the Roman Empire was reviving itself and going all about carrying with it. Satan's ancient lies that went back all the way to the time even before Jesus was born to switch and trick you with religion, various religions, and names. So the first thing they did when they took the real followers of Jesus, the real disciples, and you probably heard in church that at the time of Antioch is when they were first called Christians. They were called Christians. Do you know the word Christian only appears in the Bible approximately two or three times? It's because all of the prophets 
all of the messengers, and even the one who has become known as Jesus, were actually Hebrews. The word Christian appears twice in the scriptures in singular form, and appears once in the scriptures in plural form. And that once in the scriptures is what has contributed to the deception of this whole planet. Acts chapter 11, verse 26. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. They were called Christians. This is after Jesus is gone. This is the Roman Empire superimposing upon the original disciples. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. They didn't want the true message of Jesus getting out. So one of the first things they did was to call those disciples Christians to try to stifle the development and the continued work of the Christ. Now, you would think that if we referred to Jesus as the Christ, you would think that that would make sense, that it says that we should be Christians if we're following him. But another deception by connotation alone, the word Christian means Christ-like. Now listen to me good. There are people on this earth who identify as Christians, who have good hearts and good minds, and they mean well. And they love the Lord, but they have been deceived. And they were following a religion that has nothing to do with the one that they believe they're praying to in Jesus and the Most High God Almighty. If you've never heard this before, please do not be alarmed. Please just hear me out. Satan was loosed for a little season to go to deceive the whole world and to worship an image and to cause the whole world to worship an image that will contribute to the deception. Well, So many of the tricks and the deceptions that they have done revolve around first an image. So there was an image that was given the power to the beast to deceive the whole earth. Revelations chapter 13. I'm going to start at verse 12, verse 11. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. Hold that. This is the beast of the earth that is describing. And again, this is a beast coming up out of the earth, going in and out of the earth. Reads on as follows. And he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. Now, what you have to understand is that old serpent, that dragon, a dragon is just a larger form of a serpent. That old serpent, that old dragon became 
the Roman Empire. So here's a beast that's going to come up out of the earth and that's going to speak like a dragon. In other words, this beast, this beast of the earth, is going to have two horns like a lamb, so it's going to appear like it's the lamb of the Most High God Almighty, but it's actually going to speak like the seed of Satan, Cain and his descendants, the revived old Roman Empire, the dragon. So when you see this term dragon, you have to think of the revived Roman Empire of today. So with that in mind, let me read it again. Revelation 13, verse 11. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and he causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the beast, the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he, do, and he does great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven and on the earth in the sight of men. Hold that. Great wonders of fire coming down from the earth every year. You go out here, this is the beast of the earth that's doing it. And every year, there's a celebration. You call it the 4th of July. And every year on the 4th of July, they shoot out fire up in the sky. And they there's these great wonders that are these, this fire shooting up in the sky. And everybody goes and celebrates these great wonders of these fireworks. Why do you do that? The reason is follows. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles. Hold that. So these miracles and these wonders of shooting these fireworks up in the sky and all these men are marveling at it in the sight of all the men that are marveling at it. They're deceived according to the scriptures. Let me read that again. And he does great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. Now, here's a country, the United States of America, that sprung out of England. England was the United Kingdom. England is the United Kingdom. America was born from England. America is the daughter of England. In England, the United Kingdom was the first beast. And then here comes this beast, which is the beast of the earth, that's going to shoot fire in the sky, fire in the heavens, on the earth, in the sight of men. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. The, the beast, this beast being the first beast, its mother beast, the United Kingdom, saying to them that dwell on earth, that they should make an image to the beast. Wait a minute. The mother church of England is the Roman Catholic Church the revived Roman Empire took its first beast, the United Kingdom, took its second beast, the beast of the earth, and gave birth to it, the United States of America. And put that image of them killing what they say is Jesus and have caused the entire world to worship that image that they're calling Jesus 
which is actually the image of the Egyptian Greco-Roman mythology. It is a false image. So they caused the whole world to worship the image. Now, the fact that you see an image that is said to be Jesus, and they want you to worship his image and his likeness, is one of the very first deceptions that they've done to fool the whole world into following this false Christianity. And in you seeing that as Jesus and you looking at an image and calling it God, they have tricked the world into following a false image. I'm going to explain that image in just a moment, but I want you to see how they have tricked the world into being deceived that that's the image of Jesus or the one that's become known as Jesus and that that's what you should be doing in order to be in this religion that they call Christianity, which is a false Christianity. It is a false religion. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to free you and tell you the truth. Exodus chapter 20, verse 4, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. This is a direct commandment from God Almighty. Now you listen. You say you love God. You say you love the truth and you love this book, the Bible. You say you love Jesus. The Most High God Almighty had to raise prophets and messengers to bring this truth back to you after Satan had been loosed there had to be raised saints who understood and preserved the real truth of the Christ the real truth of the most high God almighty have you ever heard of somebody being blessed who intentionally and consciously disobeys God's command. What happened to Adam in the beginning when he disobeyed? What happened to counsel, uh, countless numbers of people and, and nations in the scriptures whenever they disobeyed? But all of a sudden, now, there's some new doctrine that has come out of nowhere saying that it is okay for you to disobey God. That is Satan's tongue being compared to the serpent. The serpent has a forked tongue representing a tongue of lies. He is the father of lies. When he speaks of a lie, he speaks of, of his own. And so he has come back and crept up in all of these different walks of life and has erected a church that has erected an image and this image is talking to you, telling you you don't have to obey the Most High God any longer. Now, who and what would tell you that? When you see countless numbers of those in scriptures who have been put to death, who have suffered floods, who have suffered all types of war and pestilence and famine for them disobeying God. But now you got some image, some religion that's telling you, you know what, it's okay if you disobey God. You don't have to obey God anymore. You don't have to follow God's laws anymore. 
Now you think about that. They put a graven image. What is a graven image? An image that is grave-like or a representing death. What is this crucifix image that they have erected of Jesus? They have an image of him being pierced in the sides, hanging on the cross, and it's a graven image. It's representing death, and you were told, do not have any image. No, it's okay to have an image of Jesus. No, it's not okay. It's okay to have an image of somebody dying, a death, a grave-like image. No. Is it okay to have a body buried in the ground in the image? No, it's not okay to have any image that you worship. So now, Satan has caused all of these people to accept an image and a likeness of God that is not made in the actual image and likeness of God. Now, let me speak on this name, Jesus. The term Jesus, as we have taught for several years, was not the actual name of the one who lived 2,000 years ago and walked away after the time of the, the crucifixion. That was not his name. The name Jesus comes from Jehovah, J-E, meaning Lord, and Zeus. The name Jesus is Jehovah Zeus. It's a combination of Lord Zeus, meaning Lord Zeus. And if you understand that the ones who created that name are the revived Roman Empire, they put that name on him. That is why the image of Jesus actually looks like, exactly like Zeus. Because it is Zeus. These are Cain's children, the seed of Satan. Their color, scarlet, red, representing Satan. This is that old serpent tongue, fork tongue liar who was loosed, taken out of chains, after a thousand years that the Roman Empire had originally fell and came up out of those chains to come forth and deceive with that same ancient lying tongue that they had before. And the same message that he gave to Eve, oh, you don't have to listen to that, Eve. See, if you if you listen to that, you, your eyes are not going to be open. So you got to listen to me, Eve. So don't obey God, Eve. Go tell your husband not to obey God either. Disobey the commandments and the laws of God. That's okay, Eve. And what did that serpent come back today in their doctrine saying? It's okay to throw out God's laws and commandments. You don't have to follow God's laws and commandments anymore. That's not necessary. Just follow my image. Just worship my image. Meanwhile, Jesus is quoting the said Old Testament, John 14 and 15, if ye love me, keep my commandments.
Meanwhile, the real Jesus, whose proper and true name would have would be in English more translated like Yeshua or various dialects. Yeshua, Yahashua, uh, Yoshu, various dialects of Yeshua. Matthew 5 and 19, meanwhile, he says, he's saying this to his disciples. He's saying this to the ones that are around him. He's telling them and warning them about what's going to come. And he's saying, whosoever, therefore, shall break one of these least commandments and teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them the same Shall be called the shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So there was going to come a time where this beast, this dragon, this old serpent, was going to be loosed from his chains after a thousand years. It's going to rebuild itself and revive itself and take that same lie that they were trying to deceive Eve with, that they deceived Eve with and Adam with from the beginning. Don't obey God. So the whole root and core of this religion is to disregard the laws, the statutes, the commandments of the Most High God Almighty. But here's where they really trick you. They say, well, disregard it because Jesus, Jesus died, died for your sins. So you don't have to obey that anymore. He died because of sin. He died because of sin. There's much more I could say, and I could read countless numbers of scriptures that will say to you that the root of Satan and whence comes Satan is that he brought his ancient lie that you do not have to obey God anymore. Now, what did they do in switching this term Hebrew? this term Christian and this term Jew. We started, I started to indicate what happened during the times of Jesus, the one that they called Jesus, and how they took the Hebrews who were the disciples and started to call them Christians. Additionally stated that Roman form of Christianity was Greco Egyptian Greco Roman mythology and that was their religion today and in this revived Roman Empire that is their religion today and that is why there are so many similarities to everything that the Roman Catholic Christian Church implements as doctrine is so similar to Greece and Rome because it is the same thing of Greece and Rome that is why the image that they erected, the Mother Mary image in Jesus, that's a Babylonian image, which goes back to um, Isis, Horus, and Osiris. goes back to the Egyptian, Osiris, Set, and Heru. That's the Holy Trinity that the Roman Catholic Church and their mythology has deceived the whole world with. And whereas some people think that the image of the modern-day Jesus was stolen, the Mother Mary and Jesus was stolen from Semiramis and Nimrod out of Babylon, stolen from Isis, Horus, and Osiris out of uh, Greece, was just passed down to them. To understand the term Christ. The term Christ represents a king, 
particularly the king of Israel, according to us, but it has historically represented kings. So when we're referring to the one that we are calling Jesus as Jesus Christ, we're really supposed to be using the term the Christ because it's supposed to represent the king of Israel. How many centuries, how many thousands upon thousands of years have there been kings on the earth? So the term Christ was synonymous with the term king even before Jesus was born, or the one that we are referring to as Jesus was born. This is why they get confused about whether or not there are all these different um, Jesus figures in history. It's because the term did not represent one individual. They have deceived us. It represented the kings. There were kings all over the earth for centuries. During a time in the scriptures, there were the children of Israel. The children of Israel were divided into 12 tribes. These 12 tribes, these children of Israel, were Hebrews by faith. They had different kings over them from different tribes. At one time, the tribe, there was a tribe, the tribe of Benjamin, which were kings over all the 12 tribes of Israel, the children of Israel. But then they went astray, and the Most High God Almighty set up the tribe of Judah as the kings over all the tribes and over the nation of Israel. And when that took place, all of those who were referred to as Hebrews were then referred to as Jews following the tribe of Judah because the tribe of Judah were the king tribes and they were ruling all 12 of the tribes and they were ruling the nation of Israel. So only descendants from that tribe were kings. So everybody became known as, uh, as Jews, all the 12 tribes. All the people in Israel became known as Jews. All of those that were following the Hebrew faith were, were at a time they had become known as Jews. Now, those original Hebrews that eventually became known as Jews are the same ones. I'm talking about the biological tribes. These are the same ones that were the disciples that got labeled and called Christians. So the original Hebrews became known as Christians because the Roman Empire had them in slavery. They wanted to stop this message from getting out, so they labeled them as Hebrew Christians, but in general they were classified as Christians, and they were called Christians. Before Antioch, they were not Christians. So they were deceiving the world even back then. The people who are known today as Jewish are not the biological bloodline of the original uh, 12 tribes, the original children of Israel. They're an entirely different group who converted to what they call Judaism right a so-called holy wars, the crusades. They didn't want to join the Muslims, the Muslims, they didn't, which were largely Arabs. They didn't want to join the Roman Christians. So there were, even then, Hebrews who had become known as Christians but who were identified by nation as Jews. So there's a, different, a difference between the tribe of Judah and then 
those who are religious converts to a religion called Judaism. And the reason why, again, all the people that were known as Jews, originally those people that were known as Jews were called Hebrews first, but those children of Israel, those 12 tribes became known as Jews. And after, this is after they the tribe of Judah took over. And then those 12 tribes became known as Christians according to the Roman Empire. And then later on, during the Crusades, a particular group of what we call Khazars, or what, who is known as Khazars in history, they are Ashkenazis. They converted to following the original Hebrew Jews. So they followed a religion following the original faith. And they add their culture into that religion. That's why it looks so foreign to you. It doesn't make any sense to you why they're these Jewish people. Nobody believes that the one you called Jesus 2,000 years ago, nobody believes that they were doing the same thing that these Jewish people were. They didn't walk around that. You don't really believe that they were doing that. You believe that they got it wrong and that the Christians got it right. Well, let me tell you. That is all a part of the deception. It's made sense. Thank you for listening.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.